right. <laughs> Here we go. I got some reading in me, yo. <laughs> oh my god. Versus just happened. I need my gag. Okay. <laughs> Listen, it's a thing. We about to talk about it. Cali stand up. NorCal, SoCal, Bay Area, LA. You know what it is. <laughs> yes. Versus just happened. There was some good, some bad, some ugly, and I'm here to talk about it. Come on. <laughs> Yo, listen, it's been a long time coming, but welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay. What's happening, y'all? So, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Anything About Everything podcast. Listen, it's been a long time coming. It really has. So, that was what a little segment we're going to call the Song of the Pod. Each week, we're going to have uh, a theme song featured on the pod. Listen, we're going to be featuring some wonderful artists, some indie artists, some hip-hop artists, R&B artists, pop artists, maybe even some rock artists, uh, some alternative, electric, <laughs> or electronica, whatever you want to say. Electronica artists, um, we love music here at the Anything About Everything podcast, so music will definitely be a constant theme of the show, okay? So moving on to the drink of the pod, I would say that we're having one drink, but there's more than one drink that's been involved during the recording of this podcast. So the first drink in this, I don't suggest mixing. However, I have mixed today, which is why my, my energy levels might be a bit elevated. Anyways, so uh, I started off with a glass of wine by, uh, I think it was called Seven Deadly Sins. It was a Cabernet Sauvignon, okay? Um, but it was very yummy. Uh, and also, uh, I'm drinking my house special margarita because my uh, aunts are in town. So... We are feeling mighty good, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you hear me burp or or take a sip, please feel free to take a sip along with your girl because, listen, we're about to get into some things today, all right? So that was the drink of the pod and um, the song of the pod, okay? So moving along to the Pop and Bob segment. Now, since this is our first show, and by our, I mean us as a community together, I will go ahead and explain what the Pop and Bob segment uh, is. And I'm going to do so for <laughs> at least a few shows until we get going and uh, build a consistent audience. So the Pop and Bob segment is basically uh, news about pop culture, about music, about, could be about politics. It could be about uh, ooh, education. It could be about policy. It could be about anything. So the Pop and Bob segment is um it's a segment that we're going to be talking about what happened uh this week this week in pop culture so this week listen unless you were living under a rock uh you probably tuned in to the bay area's uh coming out party okay uh, well i don't even want to say it was a coming out party because the bay area always been lit and if you don't you don't know now you know uh it was the versus battle okay between e40 and too short listen 
this was a whole mood, a whole vibe. I got my entire life. My 20s came flashing in front of my eyes. I was back in Iwakuni, Japan, uh, you know, blowing the whistle, <laughs> okay, and popping that pussy all over the dance floor. It was a whole vibe, but don't let me, I, I do have some notes, <laughs> okay? Listen, we all about improvement, process improvement here down to the uh, Anything About Everything podcast. So listen, so I think this is just me, okay? I think that E40 solidified himself as uh, the king of the bay. He clearly had the better music to me. Now, let me, let me just say this. Art is subjective. Hip hop is art and art is subjective. So for me, for my ears and where I stand in my understanding as a 37-year-old woman from Los Angeles, California, who is currently residing in Pensacola, Florida, don't ask why. But um, I just feel like every time Two Shorts music came on, I was just like, oh, God, like the violence. And it, I mean, it wasn't necessarily violence. It was just like, I realized like legit that I'm a... I, and I will acknowledge this, I'm a legit square, okay? I'm someone who likes her mimosas. I'm someone who likes to go shopping. I'm someone who likes to, uh, you know, read and have thoughtful debates and, um, you know, fix uh, scrambled eggs on, on Sundays and Saturdays for her loved ones and things. I was like, bitch, oh, you know, anyways, so... I'm not going to lie to you. There were parts of the versus battle when Too Short was talking where I felt a bit uncomfortable, okay? And what I mean by that is this. Too Short seems to ha still be in that pimp mentality where it's like, um, yeah, no, I don't care what type of female you are. You know, you still going to get a, you still going to get called a bitch over here and it's like, fam. <laughs> relax who hurt you like we and don't get me wrong i understand that pimping is a part of the game i understand that most of us women that listen to uh artists like too short or like snoop dogg or like uh sugar free or whatever most of us understand that if anything those men were putting us onto game so that we knew what type of men to look out for so that way we we didn't become a statistic and we were like <laughs> i see i see you coming a mile away you ain't about to have me popping my pussy and you getting paid for it however there were points where he, where uh sis looked into the cam and was like yeah you can get called a bitch too i was like who 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 is he talking to like i know he's this motherfucker ain't talking to me <laughs> so let me just say there were points where I was a bit uncomfortable. And and I think there were parts where E40 was a bit uncomfortable. If we going to really be for real about it and get into it, there were points where where E40 was looking at him like, "Do you know we are alive?" <laughs> I mean, cuz when he really started to get into his problematic um, you know, damn near woman-hating bag, it was like E40 was like, "Yeah, uh by the way, there's an election happening in Georgia." <laughs> it was like E-40 was like, listen, I understand what you're selling. I don't want no parts of that. <laughs> I don't want no parts, okay? So, I really just think that, yeah, no, it, there, 
there was actually a part for me, and I don't know if it was like this for anybody else out there, but there were parts for me where I actually had to just tune in, um, two shorts time out because I was like, oh Jesus, like this is a lot. But I also understand that he was not speaking to me. Okay, when I when I say that, I mean he was more speaking for those individuals who are in that lifestyle or who have had experiences in that lifestyle who identify with that lifestyle those men excuse me and women and persons of the non-binary who um see themselves as commodities instead of uh people he might have been speaking directly towards them and that's and that's fine listen we're all in our lives walk I just know that it was a little uncomfortable for me, okay? And there were parts, hi baby, um, my cat is in here. There were parts definitely where E40 looked un uncomfortable. There were parts where I was a bit uncomfortable. With that being said, I <laughs> I had to just, you know, let Too Short do Too Short uh, when he was playing his, his, his thing, his songs and things of that nature. And when E40 came on, I got my entire life. Now, don't get me wrong. There were times when Too Short came on and I was like, oh, blow the whistle. Okay. Yes, this, this is for me. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it, it was, a, it was a whole, it was a whole vibe. I was remembering my twenties and, and thought, you know, remembering when I was like thought and trotting down, down to Vegas and, uh, in Houston, Atlanta, and and uh, New York, and, and all these different places. So I had a fabulous time watching Versus last night, as I usually do. I mean, listen, Versus, shout out to Timberland and Swiss Beats, because let me tell you, they put on a whole business clinic. They showed us all how to uh, uh, form a, uh, you know, create a concept, build it, produce it, and then elevated okay they literally they were like oh people want to say you know we're, we're all stuck in the house we're all listening to music we're all trying to you know find things to do during this time in quarantine people are getting out their their laptops and they remember all the older artists and what they used to do and everything like that and <laughs> they are getting their entire lives to this to these old songs and then they were like, oh, listen. Oh, so the girls are getting together and say, listen, my catalog stands <laughs> stands the test of time and your catalog is trash. And, you know, you won't have to prove me wrong. Oh, let's let's make this uh, profitable. They went from <laughs> two niggas sitting on, on Instagram on a split screen to having a whole ass venue and sponsors and, you know, mil millions of viewers worldwide. So ultimately, even though I feel like E41 the battle uh, or the verses um, as far as his catalog goes and musicality and uh, content and variety and, and, and songs and stuff like that. I just feel like E-40 spoke more to me for me. Also, I would just like to note that E-40 has been married for a whole ass 29 years. Shout out to him. So let me, let me tell you, when they tell you black men don't marry, huh, you can go ahead and look, for, uh, look to E-40. And some some of these other uh, prominent black men that are out here that have been married to a black queen, um, don't believe the hype, sis. <laughs> They're out here marrying the dolls. That's all I have to say. So um, 
I was very, very happy, very entertained. I got my whole entire life. My cats were very annoyed with me, and so was my husband, but it's fine. So uh, that was the Pop and Bob segment. Moving on to our value added conversation. So the value added, the value added conversation is a segment where we uh, dive deep in, well, we might not even really dive deep. We'll, we'll dive medium, okay? You don't always have to dive deep. Sometimes you could just go, you know, dip your toe in. Um, these are conversations or, you know, content that is meant to spark thought regarding how we live our lives, how we interact with people, how we, um, you know, manage our projects and our uh, daily routines and things like that. So that is the value added conversation here at the Anything About Everything podcast. It's all about adding value because my personal philosophy is, listen, if it's not adding value, then why are we doing it? <laughs> okay. That's literally, I, I really feel strongly about that because time is of the essence. Time is short. Uh, we never know what we're going to do. We never know how long we're going to have on this planet. 2020 has literally taken our lives and turned them upside down. Some people have literally, uh, you know, gone into the hospital and never came out. So honey, time is of the essence. And that's, it's the one commodity that you can never get back regardless there are people you people who have lost millions, and guess what? They've gained it back. Let me tell you, when that minute is gone, it's gone forever. So just, you know, think about that. Um, excuse me. So speaking of time, okay, it's, uh, you know, in line with the theme of the podcast. I would like to discuss a book that I just finished reading yesterday. In fact, uh, when, I, when I say, when I say read, I mean that in the loosest terms possible because I did not physically read it. I listened to it on Audible, but still, okay, still got the information. I don't know why I haven't been doing this more, <laughs> okay? If you are someone like me who is more of an auditory learner, um, please do <laughs> download Audible, buy some books and get your whole entire life because, and this is not, they're not paying me to do this. I don't know anybody over there. I'm just saying, um, there are a lot of us who wish we were reading more and all those kinds of things. And, you know, I know we're all busy and <laughs> listen, Barack Obama's memoir is literally a dictionary. <laughs> I mean, like you may not have time to sit down and actually read that from cover to cover, but you might have time to listen to it on your morning drive or, or, or something like that. The same with Isabel, um, Isabel Wilkerson's book, Cast, who, uh, two books that were featured on Oprah's book club, phenomenal reads. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but anyways, I read yesterday yes well anyways yesterday i read uh 15 secrets uh successful actually let me get this correct before i butcher it all to hell <laughs> 15 secrets successful people know about time management uh by kevin cruz it's a phenomenal book this book read me to the ground and when i said when i say read i don't mean in a traditional sense I mean how uh, how the how the girls mean it on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race and um, and on uh, you know how every Housewives franchise ever known to man. 
basically saying, listen, they to- the, the book told me the truth about myself and how I need to improve. And so I'll be, you know, taking those notes and moving forward. Okay. So um, I took some notes um, and I would like to share them with you today. And that's, that's basically going to be uh, our first value added conversation. So at the end of the book, the author gives basically a brief framework for how to improve your, um, your time management and he calls it E3C. Okay. So the first, uh, con the first section is E and it stands for energy. Okay. So basically you need to do things that are going to boost your energy. What does that mean? What does that look like? That means you need to get your rest, honey. Okay. It means you need to get your, your, <laughs> it means you need to get your Z's, take a melatonin if you need to have a glass of wine, whatever you got to do to get your, to get your, uh, your rest and your energy up. That's what you need to do. You also need to exercise. Okay. It is, it has been proven that exercise is like one of the one things that can boost your energy levels. Um, and increase productivity. It helps you live longer, helps your skin glow, brings your endorphins up. I mean, it's, it literally can make you a happier person just exercising 30 minutes a day. And it doesn't have to be some crazy, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, insanity type high impact workout. It can literally be you going for a walk. Okay. The highest level, the people with the highest levels of productivity, um, perceived because I'm not saying that people don't work hard. I know that people work hard. I work in HR. I see people who are, um, you know, who are literally sweeping the floors and mopping all the way up to, you know, the regional and, um, district managers, uh, and, and things of that nature. And I know that people work hard. However, your productivity is tied to the amount of output that you're able to do. Okay. So with that being said, exercise absolutely can help you become a more productive individual. Okay. Um, it can help you clear your mind. It reduces stress levels, increases your energy levels. It can make you happy. I'm, I'm just saying because it, you know, it, it releases those, uh, happy quote unquote, happy, chemicals into your bloodstream. So listen, don't sleep on exercise and also don't sleep on sleep. Okay. So also, uh, (laughs) he said that that highly effective, efficient people operate on a pulse pause, um, rotation of productivity. What that means is that they'll function at a high level for 30 to 45 minutes throughout the day, and then they'll take a pause. Okay. Because your brain needs a break. Okay. Have you ever, have you ever had a conversation with somebody and it's just after you have given this person advice or, you know, you've even just sitting there listening to them, it's draining. It's because you're using up that cognitive, um, function and it can be really draining on the body. Your body is still functioning, even though you're not moving, it's still processing information. It's like a computer, you know what I mean? So with that being said, you need to get your rest. Um, and rest does not mean just taking a nap. It also means taking a pause throughout the day, 
to allow your brain that time to process information so that way you can function at a higher level, okay? Um, the author also talked about eating uh, certain, you know, be eating better, okay? Listen, I know that we live in a fast food <laughs> world, and I say when I say we, I mean Americans. I know that the rest of the world is actually trying to eat a, a halfway decent diet, but most of us, are still hitting a drive-through and that's problematic as well. Uh, however, the author talked about putting whole foods and you know organic foods in your diet so that way you are able to um, have more energy in order to function on a higher level. Listen, the amount of calories that you get from a fried chicken sandwich is disturbing versus a salad or versus a smoothie or versus something that is alive. I once heard a quote basically saying that, you know, you, you eat live foods to live longer, basically saying, hey, listen, you eat those foods that give you energy, that give you life, that give you nutrients if you want to live longer and live a more prosperous life. Listen, I ain't trying to be up in nobody's wheelchair when I'm 62. Let me be clear. Okay. And even though 62 might seem like a lifetime away, it's really not. It's 30 years. So, <laughs> uh, it's, it's less than 30 years, actually, if we're being honest, completely honest. Hello, millennials. We're getting old. <laughs> so, uh, listen, eat good foods so that you are able to function at a higher level. So that base also he spoke about um, establishing a routine to include exercising consistently in the mornings. Most CEOs, CFOs, project managers, they all have some sort of exercise routine that they do in the morning. Well, I don't want to say all. Let me not say all. Many of them. Many of them have exercise routines that they do in the morning, and that helps their brain go get going. It helps them you know, clear stress. I mean, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole ritual. So, um, the author suggested establishing a routine, whether it be, you know, going for a power walk 30 minutes a day, early in the morning, riding a Peloton bike, running on the treadmill, whatever you got to do to get going, do that. Okay. Um, with that being said, uh, Routines are not um, just, they can, they can be more than just daily. They can be weekly or monthly, right? So, excuse me, a lot of uh, people who operate on a high level of productivity, they cook their meals um, beforehand. You know, they, they cook their weekly meals beforehand. And he was like, how much time would you save if you didn't have to cook every night? Listen, <laughs> a whole two and a half three hours a night. So let's, let me, what? Three times five, that's 15 hours. <laughs> what can you do with 15 hours? You could do so much more with 15 hours, an extra 15 hours. So with that being said, we're moving on. All right, the next C, the first C, and this is where he really started to beat me down. I feel like I got the E down, okay? The energy, I get my rest. I eat the, you know, I try to eat salads and, you know, have a milk, have a shake. Not, not a milkshake because I don't really do dairy. Not like that anyways. I don't really do milk. But <laughs> I try to have a, a, a smoothie every now and then. A little acai situation. However, 
this is where I started to get red for filth. Calendar. I did not know the importance of a calendar. I'm not gonna lie to you. I did not know. And this is where this is where I really felt like I was getting red down because I really did not put the thought into it when I was operating in this uh, capacity. I was a whole ass executive assistant and really did not think, why is this calendar important? In fact, there were times I questioned it, okay? I used to work for a wonderful um, person. I'm not gonna say who she is. She's a wonderful professor. Uh, she uh, is a successful businesswoman and I was her executive assistant and she operated heavily off of her calendar. And there were times I even questioned it because she had, um, she had, she had things as small as a phone call with her sister in her calendar. And I was like, why she got to put that in there? She, you know, that's your sister. Go ahead and call her. No, it was scheduled. You know what I'm saying? And, and the author even talked about that in this book, the 15 secrets, um, successful people know about time management. He talked about, Hey, listen, don't have a to-do list. Put it on the calendar. If you want something, if you want to get something done, put a time, uh, a obligation to it. That's basically what a calendar is. What you're doing is you're setting up that time and saying, Hey, I'm allotting this time to you. Meaning I know that I'm going to spend this, um, this much, uh, time discussing this with you. It could be 15 minutes. That 15 minutes is key. I could be doing something else with that 15 minutes. You don't know what I could be doing with that 15 minutes, but <laughs> I'm just saying. So that's where I started to get read down because let me tell you, when I was working for her, I didn't really, and, and I was the one setting up the calendar. That's what, that's really the, the, the real shade of it all. I was the one setting up the calendar and I really didn't get the importance of it, but I made sure that it was done, you know, and, uh, tried to make sure that it was as, as thorough as possible, setting up the appointments and, you know, scheduling meetings and all these kinds of things. But in the back of my mind, I was not aware of how important this was. It's important, sis. Let me tell you how I know it's important, not just from the book, but look on if you're going for like any sort of executive assistant ad admin job or whatever, calendar maintenance or calendar management is always there. And you know why? Because it's fucking crucial. <laughs> it's absolutely essential to, to, uh, to success and making sure that that person is where they need to be when they need to be there and also prepared for what they need to do when they get there. It's absolutely essential. And it's not just, we're not just talking about business things, right? We're not just talking about having a meeting discuss, discussing the annual budget or something like that. It could be something as small as scheduling a, um, you know, a touch base uh, conversation. But that touch base conversation could set up the next meeting for that annual budget, okay? So it is absolutely essential to get those meetings on the schedule, not just in your professional space, but also in your personal space too. If you are someone who struggles with time management, start using your calendar. If you're someone who 
does not who's not necessarily good with keeping in touch with family put it on your calendar because you have a whole lot of things going on listen millennials are the are the generation of multiple businesses and multitasking you're gonna have to get it on the schedule if you want to have more intimacy and this is <laughs> okay so i watch <laughs> this okay squirrel this is a squirrel moment I watch a lot of reality TV. I haven't been watching as much as usual, but I have in the past. And the first episode of Married to Medicine season one, I think it was the first episode, the, uh, Carrie, she was the only white cast member and she was married to the, I, I want to say he was a surgeon. He was a plastic surgeon. He was some sort of surgeon. Um, one of the things that she said was, if you want intimacy, get it on the calendar. And at first, I didn't really quite understand what she was talking about. Because I'm like, sis, you shouldn't have to schedule sex. <laughs> like, like, you shouldn't have to. However, now, being a person in my 30s, I get what she was saying. What she's saying is, listen, if you get it on your calendar, you are then prepared for the the activities that are supposed to be taking place that evening okay you know that everybody knows what time it is whether we are tired or whether we're not get it on, hey this is this is your scheduled appointment and it's just as important just as important as you getting your teeth cleaned or you getting your oil changed or you uh calling into um a business consulting firm uh discussing how to grow and expand your business or your company get it on the calendar this is important too okay so um a calendar is is effective and efficient uh and it's a way to improve your productivity calendar and now that i'm you know in the work in the in the workforce and i'm beginning to use my calendar more i'm like oh my god i have been messing up what have i been doing like you got to use your calendar. You got to. So that was the first. Okay. Now that I've beat that dead horse. <laughs> okay. Down 10 feet, honey. We are moving on to the next C. The, the next C is concentrate. Concentration is essential to making sure that you are able to uh, fulfill your task and accomplish your, your goals at a high level. I know that we as millennials like to think of ourselves as the multitasking, multiple tabs open generation, but um, as uh, many research facilities have determined, multitasking is a fucking myth, okay? Uh, according to psychologytoday.com, research in neuroscience tells us that the brain doesn't really do tasks simultaneously as we thought or hoped it might. In fact, we just switch tasks quickly each time we move from hearing music or writing a text or talking to someone, there is a stop-start process that goes on in the brain. So what does that mean? Any, even if you think that, hey, I'm switching back and forth between uh, one task and another, basically what you're doing is you're just adding many start-stop phases into your workday, okay? And even though it might not seem like 
This is adding undue stress and uh, reducing productivity. It actually is having causing a strain on your your cognitive uh, abilities, and um, it's actually increasing your your um, your load that your brain is actually trying to process. And it might be you know increasing the load that your your body is trying to process as well. That being said. Um, one way that he said to increase productivity is to, uh, monitor your pulse and pause system. So what does that mean? When you're pulsing, that means you're putting energy into something. That means, you know, you're moving, you're pumping, you're doing, you're doing what you got to do. Right. Um, but then there's also a pause. So the pulse would be the work or the output and the pause would be the rest. Right. So what you want to do is you want to give 30 to 45 minutes of a uh, high level of productivity and then pause for about 15, uh, 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. And that is just one simple way to increase productivity. Listen, everything has a rest period. Even, uh, the, the, the wheat that grows from the ground, it has, a, has a rest period. Listen, it's, it's just, it's necessary. Rest is is necessary in every facet of life. I don't care what you're doing. Okay. You got to have your rest. Okay. So remember to pulse and pause and then, you know, just kind of monitor, see if it works out for you. See, monitor how your productivity is. Do, you know, do you, are you increasing your productivity from uh, 75% during the day to 80%. I mean, you know, I'm going to monitor my productivity this week and see, um, how my output is by, uh, implementing this pulse and pause system. Uh, another thing that he said to increase productivity is to, you guessed it, <laughs> Ta-da! um, turning off your fucking social media. Now, let me, let me just say this. We, as millennials, as generation, uh, uh, and, and also generation Zers, and even the generation Xers, and even now some baby boomers, we're just too fucking invested in our phones. And I realize that you're probably listening to this podcast on your phone, but that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, specifically, I'm talking about social media. I'm talking about the various apps and games that we have on our phones. I'm talking about, um, you know, the, the, uh, various tools that are just time suckers that literally will keep you from becoming, you know, your, your, your best self. It's entertaining. It's great for entertainment. However, it's, it's not the most efficient. And so, Listen, we have to get out of, you know, waking up in the morning and checking our phone. It's not healthy. It's really not. And, and it's counterproductive to, you know, what we're trying to do with, within our day. So with that being said, that was the second thing. Uh, that was the second most important thing that he said about concentration is turning off your fucking social media devices. I mean, not just your social media devices, but put your phone on silent. Listen, my phone is always on silent unless there is an alarm going off or a calendar uh, alert going off or something like that. I'm, yo, I ain't got no alerts coming to my phone. 
And I might just stop, you know, uh, paying attention to my, my Apple Watch because it is a distraction. And sometimes it's even it's even kind of rude. Have you ever been sitting in a meeting and your Apple Watch goes off and it looks like you're checking the time because it looks like you're bored, but really you're getting an email alert? Listen, hmm. I'm sure your boss is like, did this bitch just check her fucking phone in my meeting? It's a thing. It really is a thing. So I think we got to be more intentional about how we interact with our devices and um, social media and, you know, technology as a whole. Don't let technology rule you. You need to rule, you know, your technology. Okay, the technology that's in your life. All right. So the last C that I want to talk about, okay, because we talked about calendar. We talked about concentrate. The last thing that we want to talk about today is capture. And you know what? We saved the best for last. Okay? I will go ahead and say that. We saved the best for last. Capture. Most CEOs, CFOs, entrepreneurs, um, business people, creatives, especially creatives, they walk around with a notebook. And why is that? And I tell people this at work all the time and they think I'm lying. But <laughs> I'm not. Listen, if you tell me something and I do not write it down, it will disappear into the ether as if it no, it, it, as if it never existed. So you need to carry around a notebook, honey. That's what you need to do. Carry around a notebook. What does that mean? It's not just that you're carrying around a notebook. You're actually writing in it. Write down your ideas. Write down your concepts. Write down what you want to buy at the grocery store. That way, when it comes time to actually uh, implement those ideas, it's already written down, boo-boo, okay? Um, this, and it doesn't just apply to the everyday menial tasks. If you're having an idea for a business, write it down, and then you can build upon it. But if you don't write it down, sometimes that, that idea will just disappear. And that thought will never cross your mind again. And guess what? That's an idea lost. With that being said, take notes about everything. If you need to go get a nail appointment, go take notes. If you have an idea for a new podcast or a new website or a new service or an improvement on a service or a process improvement, take notes on it because there's, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's, there's nothing saying that you're absolutely going to remember that one particular thought. We have a million and one thoughts running through our head at any given time. So what, what that means is we need to be detailed in our note taking and intentional about implementing and, and using those notes and making sure that they are used to the best of their ability. Okay. Also, it should be noted that um, a lot of great writers great artists have said, listen, I could not have done it if I hadn't have scribbled that, you know, that thought onto a notepad or onto a napkin or what have you. Okay. So notes are essential. And I would say this, there is something about writing things down. I'm not saying that using your phone to take notes is not an effective strategy, but what I, what I will say is this studies have shown that those persons who actually write things down, um, maintain 
the more intricate details of the note taking process or, or the subject that they were taking notes about, they maintain uh, or retain, excuse me, that information uh, more so than the persons who are using technology to take their notes. Basically, those persons who are taking notes on their phone or their laptop. Because, and this is what the studies have shown, those persons who are using technology to actually record their notes, all they're doing is transcribing their notes, which is fine, but it doesn't um, actually, <laughs> it doesn't actually render the type of retention that one would like. Okay, so you might not understand, you might not remember, okay, I talked to this person and they said this, and, uh, and this is what that conversation this is this was the result of that conversation or this is was this was the result of that lecture with that being said please <laughs> take notes you might build a business off of an idea that just pow came into your head hey listen a perfect example i'm a nerd it should be noted i am a nerd i'm a black woman who also happens to identify as a nerd okay J.K. Rowling, and I know she's been problematic in, in uh, recent years, but the idea for Harry Potter popped into her head on the train one day. Had she not had her fucking notepad, guess what would have happened? The idea would have went to print, honey. I don't know. All I'm saying is she had her notepad and she was able to jot down the things that she needed to do so. Um, and, and here she stands, the most successful writer in history, okay, the, the 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 writer that has that can boast the highest number of sales, whether it be in print or in film, her 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 works have absolutely uh, produced a, a ride at Universal Studios uh, Orlando, Florida, uh, an actual world actually <laughs> actually. So I mean, listen. The girls have been getting up, uh, giving, getting their lives to Harry Potter for the last 20 years. So listen, if, if JK Rowling and Oprah Winfrey and Barack Obama and all these other wonderful people in history can take down notes, I think you can do so as well. Okay. So moving on to the, you've got mail segment. Okay. So when I first uh, announced this podcast on Instagram, I asked one simple question. What inspires you? And I actually did get some responses. Um, one response that I got was a fear of failure, which is, that's a legitimate one. A lot of people feel fear, fear failing, meaning that, you know, they don't want to end up uh, broke or alone or unsuccessful. So that that's an inspiration. Absolutely. Some people said that their children inspire them. They want to leave a legacy or leave something behind for their children in order to make their children uh, better people or set them up to be in a better position in life than they were. So, excuse me, that was something as well. Uh, some people say that the, uh, the need for success inspires them or, uh, which, which I would call self-actualization. Uh, it's not me necessarily. I stole that from, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of, of, uh, of needs. 
self-actualization that's at the top of the pyramid. Hey, listen, those persons who are at the top of the pyramid who have self-actualized, now this is relative, but we can go ahead and say it. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, Beyonce, Steve Jobs, <laughs> Tyler Perry, and they're still, the thing about it is, is those persons are still trying to reach the top. They still feel like, and, and this is just me saying that, you know, from everything that I've listened to from them, they are still trying to reach the top of the uh, productivity pinnacle for themselves. They are their competition, okay? So, the but the most inspiring um, answer that I got was family. Listen, we are in a pandemic, a whole ass pandemic and a whole ass 2020. We are literally in season five of 2020, like it is Game of Thrones, honey. And uh, Queen, Queen Daenerys is coming for our things with her dragons. Listen, she's been coming for our, th our things this whole entire year. It's been the longest year ever, okay? The only year that's probably been longer was, I want to say, was the year of like five, uh, 536 BC. No, not BC, AD. I, I apologize. But anyway, it was one of those years where the sky went dark, a, 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 um, a, a volcano had erupted, the sky went dark, the, cro the crops didn't uh, flourish, there was, a, there was an actual uh, pandemic going on, and it was written about in, uh, in English literature. Now, I don't know if that was something that happened worldwide, all I know is it was a shit year. And guess what? 2020 has been her sister. So listen, what we are trying to do is get through 2020. And we're hoping that 2021 doesn't come through like the fucking Wicked Witch of the, of, of the West. Okay. We're hoping that she doesn't come through with her green skin and her high heel bumps telling us that we're all going to die. That she's going to finish the job that was, that's, that was started in 2020. Okay. So. Uh, with that being said, the most inspirational, um, answer that I got for me anyways, was family. I haven't seen my mother in over a year. There are many people who haven't seen any of their loved ones since the start of this pandemic. Uh, the last time that I saw my mom, it was not. I didn't know that 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 I wouldn't see her again for a year. Okay? I didn't realize that we would be in a whole ass pandemic and that her living across the country from me would become a real issue. I just thought, "Hey, I can throw money at the problem." And don't get me wrong, a bitch is not rich. I'm doing okay. My family's doing okay. My husband is a breadwinner. I'm blessed. However, the Rona does not care about your financial situations, girls. The, the Rona does not care that you can, uh, you know, pay to have your house cleaned or pay for your electric bill or pay to have your lawn cut or, you know, pay to have your groceries delivered. The Rona does not care about that. And it became very apparent, um, you know, this year. The last time I saw my mother, the last time that she was with us, it was a wonderful time. It was Christmas. Um, 
we opened presents and everything was wonderful. It was great. And I haven't seen her since because she lives in LA and I'm on the, I'm, I'm on the East coast. I'm trying to get her to come out and live with us. However, that's a whole nother discussion for another time. All I can tell you is that 2020 has caused me to be very aware of the, the um, distance that, <laughs> that land puts between us. I think that the internet has us feeling like the world is very small. And some of us, you know, we have friends and family that are all across the nation. I, listen, I'm former military. I'm, re- I'm a retired Marine. Uh, shout out to the Marine, United States Marine Corps. So what does that mean? That means I have friends and family that ha- I have served with that are all across this nation. I literally know people that are in uh, a la- everywhere from Alaska to New York to Texas to California to Pensacola, Florida to Oklahoma to Wisconsin to Minnesota to Montana. What does that mean? Hey, listen, we all have a different set of problems that we have to deal with. And my mom being in, in Los Angeles, she has a very specific set of problems because she was in an urban area in a highly populated area. Um, and I can't get to her. You know what I mean? I can't get to her safely. She can't get to me safely. And so, and, and also she's an elderly woman. She's alone. She um, has uh, a very complicated medical history. I won't get into it because of HIPAA, but it's made some very, you know, some, some complications, uh, not necessarily complications, but it's made some, some contribute, some factors very real. And, and, and let me know, Hey, listen, your mom being over there and you being over here, that might not be the best place for her. And so eventually we will try to get her, um, closer to us. She's kind of fighting us on it, but you know, it, and I, I want to make it, I, I want it to be her choice to move with us or to move closer to us. But at the same time, I know that my mom needs, uh, she needs some help. And so with that being said, uh, the, what inspires me to do this podcast is building a community. I want to help people. I want to help people be their best selves. I want to help people um, ask questions that they might have never asked before. I want to help people uh, become the best versions of themselves that they can be. And that would, that's what inspires me. If you want to share what inspires you, feel free. Listen, this is a community. It's a safe space, honey. Uh, just send your inspiration notes to um, anything about everything pod at gmail.com. That's anything about everything pod at gmail.com. Moving on to our last segment, honey, of our first episode. It's the wine about a podcast. This is where we sip wine and talk about the shit that annoyed us. Let me tell you what annoyed me this week. This week, it was the fucking weather. Okay. This week, it was the cold. I didn't know how to dress. I'm in Florida. I was told Florida is a sunshine state. I was told that Florida is a sunshine state. I would like to know where the bitch is. And what I mean by the bitch, I mean the sun. 
<laughs> I want to know where she at because that bitch has not been doing, uh, she's not been in the sky doing her job, which is to provide warmth. Okay. I, and I know that the winter solstice is, is coming up. I know that the, uh, <laughs> the girls have been going up for this conjunction that's coming up of Jupiter and Saturn, honey, you better get your lies. Your, your wisdom is about to be expanded, but <laughs> listen, a bitch has been cold. I've been sitting up in my office with my boots on and my footies and my, and my, my schmuck. Okay. And I've been literally freezing my ass off, trying to, trying to <laughs> write these reports and do this data entry. And listen, I can't, I need some sun. I need some sun in my life. So Florida, you better get your sit together, girl. I can't take it. Okay. Uh, I don't know how you girls are doing on the, uh, the upper half of the East coast. So New York, Jersey, Philly, you know, all those places, Michigan, Wisconsin, all you girls that get snow, listen, I'm praying for you because <laughs> I saw what y'all would, y'all are dealing with. And it's just, it's a lot. It's a whole lot. I don't, I can't. Uh, my husband and I were, well, my husband is still in the Marine Corps. I'm retired and he was stationed and I was with him. I mean, this, for you girls who are military, you know why I said, that, said it like that. We were up in New York and we had to deal with the cold for quite a while, three years, three, three years and some change. And he, he's not, he's not a fan. I'm not a fan either, but he's really not a fan. So Listen, even though we're down here in the sunshine state and it's like 50 something degrees uh, in the afternoon and 30 degrees in the morning, thir that 30 is a, it's a big 30 for us. So I just need the sun to come back and do her job. You know, she's been calling me out sick. <laughs> so she said, listen, bitch, y'all want to go on holiday? So do I. Uh, <laughs> I can't deal. I can't deal. I really cannot. And so with that being said, I just want to say thank you so much for um joining me for uh sticking if you made it to the end of this podcast with just my raggedy ass voice i really do appreciate you i want you to know please do feel free to write in listen your constructive criticism is welcome if you have some uh you know critiques regarding uh microphone setup or software i'm using a mac a Mac, uh, my MacBook Air. Um, if you have some critiques regarding that, listen, your critiques are welcome, but your shade is not. So if you are a you suck person, let me tell you something. You can you suck somewhere else. Okay. You can go you suck yourself. Don't bring it here. Okay. Cause I will read you for filth. That's all I'm going to say. It took a little bit of, well, not even a little bit. It took a lot. It took a lot of effort to produce an hour's worth of content for the girls, for the guys, for the gays, for the straights, for everybody in between, for the blacks, for the whites, for the Hispanics, for the Asians, for the, for the uh, Native Americans, for the Southeast Asians, for everybody. Listen, this, is, this, this platform is for everybody. Now, I will say this, I'm speaking directly towards black women when I, when I talk. However, I want this to be for everybody. This is a safe space. Okay. Now, now that just because this is a safe space does not mean you can't get read for filth, honey. In fact, 
you usually get read fulfilled in safe spaces if we're going to be true about it. So with that being said, I would just like to uh, start the, in this podcast, excuse me, how we started it. Okay. And if you remember, we started it with a little bit of rappers ball. Okay. Where they at? <laughs> Listen, I heard that the East Coast niggas was taking a nap during the verses. That's your loss. Okay. Because the West Coast girls was getting their whole life. I know my girls was like driving in a Prius. During this time frame, <laughs> going to In-N-Out Burger, wearing those little bur- butterfly tops that tied in the back, you know, back in the day. Hey, remember, if it doesn't add value into your life, why are you doing it? And if you are not adding value into someone else's, then why are you there? Okay. It's been the Anything About Everything podcast, y'all, and we'll see you next time. Peace.